Hey, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to the Wednesday One Thing. Uh, I'm Hamza Shah, and I'm here with Maury. Maury, how's it going? I'm doing great, Hamza. It's a beautiful day. Yes, it is. And today we'll be talking about a report in Vox titled How the Beauty Industry is Surviving the Pandemic. So during the economic downturn of the early 2000s, uh, Leonard Lauder, the chairman of Estee Lauder, coined the term lipstick, lipstick index, uh, basically hypothesizing that consumers would be willing to spend 30 bucks on a small indulgence during a recession rather than shell out for a bigger ticket luxury item like expensive shoes or a handbag. Unfortunately, the theory doesn't really hold true during a pandemic where you're encouraged to cover the lower part of your face, where the lipstick normally goes. And so unsurprisingly, lipstick sales have gone down this year compared to last year. But the beauty industry has adapted to the way consumers are now buying products. So people are still spending, but people are engaging in different categories and moving those, uh, moving those dollars around. Those dollars are going into buying things like hair dye, um, fake eyelashes, sexy hand sanitizers, uh, nail polish, and in some cases, high ticket skincare gadgets that zap your face with electrical microcurrents or script reports. So lipstick may be out, but the pandemic has pushed other things to the front of shoppers' minds and, and their faces too. More people are buying eye makeup than lipstick or foundation because that's what's more visible these days. And skincare in particular has become the real pandemic go-to. So we all know that skincare was really popular before the pandemic, but now that people have a lot of extra time at home to uh, think about their skincare and evaluate their pores, uh, interest in the category has gone as well up relative to relative to other uh, other categories in the beauty space. So you know things like face masks and serums and, and moisture products are already popular, and the mask knee phenomena has also really kicked in, which basically is acne around the area where you would typically wear a mask. And, and products that cater to masking have also proliferated in, in the skincare market. Another thing that's become really popular are skincare gadgets. Now, these typically tend to be higher ticket items, but people are using them because they're at home, they're thinking they're not seeing anybody, so they might as well take the time now to go really hard on their skincare and gadget routine and see what's able to best work out for them. So the, uh, the, the, the LA-based magazine, Los Angeles, great name, by the way, uh, said that they do think that beauty, much like in the recession of, 20, of 2008, will continue to thrive because people want small luxuries to help them feel better both physically and mentally. And we've seen that across the board with many, with many skincare brands and beauty brands that have survived some of the toughest months of this pandemic. Maury, I'd like to open up the floor a bit to you and uh, just ask how you think that e-commerce in particular ties to this and then what, if any, advantages uh, e-commerce brings to, this, uh, to, this, to these market trends. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you mentioned uh, sexy hand sanitizer. I don't even know what that means, but I think that's hilarious that that's a growing product category. Um, but what this article really represented to me was it just catalyzed the things that we had been seeing. Um, mm -hmm. We've had an assumption that perhaps beauty was going down. Uh, this report is clearly um, emphasizing that. But the the thing with e-commerce, and you've seen this even with bigger brands like Glossier, for instance, they completely got rid of uh, their their retail footprint. So they moved completely online. Uh, a lot of these bigger brands are realizing that the tides have changed. But I think what's really interesting is that, yeah, it's the beauty industry is not necessarily fully on decline. It's just temporarily right now with things like lipstick. So what you mentioned is that 
there's all these opportunities to sell things that go around your mask. And uh, one of the things that uh, I've heard, and by the way, internet, me and Hamza are probably the least qualified to talk about makeup and lipstick. Like I don't prepare my makeup for, for these calls and, and I don't think Hamza does either. But we are seeing people will go back to some form of normalcy. Um, when I walk around sometimes on the street, some people don't wear masks, some people do. Uh, but certainly when I have been around people and they do take off their mask, they still want to look uh, pretty. So in terms of like the e-commerce play here, um, one thing I just would note is that people are still doubling down into e-commerce. So before the show, me and Hamza were talking about uh, one of my favorite TikTok stars, uh, Charlie D'Amelio and her sister Dixie D'Amelio, and they just launched uh, a makeup brand during this pandemic. So they launched it with Morphe. And so I think people are either uh, still using makeup in the traditional sense or with social media becoming so prevalent right now, uh, things like TikTok and Instagram Reels, uh, that presents a really great opportunity for people to launch niche brands, uh, whether that is through lipstick or uh, makeup or skincare. Uh, so I think it's, it, it's, uh, there's a really great opportunity for the e-commerce space here. 100%. And uh, to answer your question of what is a sexy hand sanitizer brand, Maury? Um, so it's sexy in two ways. One, it doesn't, it may not smell like, uh, like the standard Purell hand sanitizers that we know of and actually smells like fancy soap. And then secondly, in, in many instances, it's, uh, it, it's the packaging. Um, there's uh, Noshinku. It's a uh, hand sanitizer brand. Um, you know, they, they boast about the quality. Of course they do. But what's really, really unique is the way their hand sanitizer bottles are shaped, which is like a credit card. So, uh, you know, you've got all sorts of creativity. Uh, uh, pouring out. That's, that's pretty sexy. I'll actually, I gotta go look into that. That's awesome. <laughs> it is pretty sexy, 100%. Uh, awesome. And uh, just another question I wanted to ask you, Maury, was more relative to the exact trends we talked about, about how people are, you know, focusing on, for example, uh, eye makeup more than lipstick or foundation, how um, there's certain trends like buying gadgets, which really comes from the fact that people are able to spend more time at home today than they were 12 months ago. Do you think if masks are, are a part of our future in the longer term, and if spending more time at home is a part of our future in the longer term, will these trends hold? And, and what does that really mean for, for the beauty industry? Yeah, I think what you mentioned at, at the top about that lipstick index, which was people wanting these small uh, small things to make themselves feel better. I think, and again, I don't have any proof about this, but um, what we might see is people leaning more towards the messaging of self-care. Mm -hmm. So here's your skin routine uh, to make your skin feel better, feel more healthy, you know, waking up day in and day out, same office, same place, like that's your routine. And so I feel like the messaging is like, hey, like make sure you feel good while you're going about your daily routine. So I, I actually want to track this to see if that if that ends up being like more of the messaging. Like I, I follow a bunch of beauty brands. Like I'm going to make sure to check in on that. Uh, I don't know if anyone on the internet has more of an insight onto uh, branding and going forward during the pandemic, but I'd have to imagine that uh, work from home is going to be the biggest driver of uh, the impacts to the makeup industry for the reasons you said, which are people don't necessarily need to get dressed up. You have a mask, so why would you need to cover things uh, in, in your mouth area? But you're still going to see uh, around the face. So you'll see YouTube tutorials for smoky eyes, 
uh, how to put better eyeliner techniques together. And so that category might, might grow. Um, and then look, it's a, it's an industry that is not too big to fail, but uh, it's very heavily invested in. So it's a, it's an industry that has to change to meet the, the, the new reality that we're living through. Totally agree with that. And uh, that uh, concludes our Wednesday One Thing for today. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. And uh, Maury, thanks as ever for your time.